Ah, what a beautiful day to celebrate those who embrace all walks of life. The bluebed kind of guy. From the tradies and crypto traders to the manscapers, landscapers and park footy fourth raiders. We get around them all. We've been to Paris, Dubai and Rome, but prefer Pakenham, Doombin and Randwick. And from the land down under, we love an underdog. Like the little Aussie battlers batting above. That's why you bet with Bluebet, the true blue Aussie bookie. Gamble responsibly. Call 1 800 858 858. Welcome to what I'm backing in Wayo Afternoon Sport Racing Bulletin, brought to you by Blue Bet. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my News Corp and racing journalist colleague, Matt Jones, who you'll know from news.com.au, and also Brad Miller, also known as Horse. How are we, gentlemen? Good, guys. Today on the show, we'll look at the horses to have a little wager on, in our opinion. We'll have a, a look at both Melbourne and Sydney. Great racing in both cities. And we'll get our best bet of the day. We'll also look for a couple of roughies and the quaddies. All right, fellas, $100 from Blue Bet at a variety of races. Let's start with the Golden Eagle. Matt, what do you reckon? Yeah, I know I know we've only had a few years of Golden Eagle, but this could be the best one yet. And gee, they've come for the favourite light infantry. I've never seen Kieran Ma with so much confidence. And Kieran doesn't really, you know, he's not over-exuberant when he talks up his horses. So, And we saw him gallop, this horse gallop at Canterbury the other day, and he looked sensational in the gallop. With the Group One form overseas, over fourteen and sixteen hundred meters, I don't normally back international horses when they come to Australia over shorter trips in two thousand. But this horse looks like the perfect type to take out our ten million dollar race here. And looking at the market, the every punters are going to be wanting to have a bet because there's so much value in the race. I just think the favourite line infantry might be able to get it. I, I wanted to back the line, the line. I, I can't believe. Just because it's drawn a poor gate that's out to eighteen dollars on Bluebet, I think it was. I would have backed it on top if it did draw well, but I'm still going to put it in my top three. Um, Gypsy Goddess, I respect the placement of David Van Dyke um, first up into this race. We remember a few years ago a horse called Yankee Rose. He put first up into the Golden Slipper. It ran so well and lobbed up and ran third in Winx's famous Cox Plate win, I believe, um, not long after. And wish I, I wish I win is the X-Factor horse. Um, has drawn wide too, but takes a sit back. Was unsuited last start by the way the race panned out at Caulfield. I think it's got an explosive finish and can do very well. I just want to put my $50 to win on Light Infantry and 25 each way on Gypsy Goddess at $16 to win for the place. I think this, this horse might run really well for David Van Dyke first up. Yeah, well, Peter Moody, he's uh, shown his colours. He's flying to Sydney tomorrow morning, and uh, I wish I win. I know it's out of the 14, but that's the way I'm going. Uh, $10 with Bluebet. I will have $50 each way. Has two wins from three attempts this campaign. Very good horse. I wish I win Peter Moody. That's the way that I will go. Now, Derby Day in Melbourne. It's uh, going to be wet. Um, I'm in Melbourne uh, today, actually, Brad, and look out the window. It's um, Yeah, it's been pretty consistent the last couple of days. Um, yeah, the Derby, terrific race this year. Uh, we've got Barclay Square coming through the bars at the Valley. Um, he's had a faultless lead-up. All preppies look like a horse who's wanted 2,000 metres plus. He got to that trip um, last start, the 2040, and won in dominant fashion. 
wasn't a big margin, uh, but Willow looked after him, uh, just let him balance up around the, the valley turn, and then he put them away in the straight with the seventh best last 200 of the meeting off a good tempo. So um, seven-day backup for me, no real concern, soft run from gate five. If he runs the 2,500 trip with his brilliance, I think he'll be a bit too good for them. Um the, the one coming down from Sydney from the, the spring champion, the one sharp and smart, had the, had he like had the more traditional two or three week break from that race into the derby, I think he would have been clear on top. Um, but I am going to penalize him just based on the seven day backup coupled with the interstate travel. I think that's really tough to do, particularly for younger horses. Um, if he can handle it, I think he's uh, going to be really, really tough to beat. Uh, and the four Mr. Maestro was given a barrier trial to win at Caulfield last time, had no right to win that race, really. Uh, his gallop during the week at Flemington alongside She's Lick at his split was outstanding, um, loomed up outside her and went straight past. His ratings say no, and he was a false favourite all in when he was about $3. Um, but my eye says he's right in it, especially if you can get some luck from the wide gate. Um, he has the best setup, sort of the best prep leading in for a derby all being geared around this race. Uh, and the other one that's a chance is the five Pericles. Um, I was mm. pretty keen on on it last week. One of the big price and um, I think it was about $15 all in. It was just the 1400 to 2040. Now jumps to 2500 at start four in the debut prep. That's a big ask for me. So I'm going to have 40 a win on the two Barclay Square and then I'm going to box the three that I like in you know, a Quinella for sixty dollars to get that ten times, two Berkeley Square, one Sharp and Smart, and four Mister Maestro. Yeah, I think James McDonald will get around a few of those issues for Sharp and Smart. Uh, Rogerson trained uh, a short backup, uh, admittedly, but um, three dollars forty. I'm going to take that. I'm going to have a hundred dollars on the nose of Sharp and Smart in the Derby. What about you, Matt? Before the spring champion, I sort of doubted Sharp and Smart a little bit, but I'm a believer now. Um, three wide, no cover the trip. The horse is just a winner. Um, some horses just win more. You know, some horses know where the post is, and they don't want others to finish in front of them. And he just seems like that type. Um, he's not going to be three wide trip with no cover in here with um, barrier three, cushy gate. James on gets a chance to run the trip out. Berkeley Square, obviously, Wonder Bars, Fair and Square. They, I don't think they went very quick in that race. So he was allowed to show his turn of foot over the last sort of four or 500. Um, breeding, he's out of a Teofilo mare. Um, they're obviously sensational. So I think this horse will be there somewhere. Um, they probably, in a derby, will it run out the trip? Maybe they don't even have to, you know. He could just be the best best horse wins this race and I think he's um, going to be one of them in the in the finish no doubt um, Muramasa the busted and young horse I respect the stable they're just so good at producing young stayers um, he worked early in the Norman Robinson and didn't shake the task late I just think he really wants the 2500 metres and as I say I respect the yard and Grand Piero I just thought he was great last start I don't think he's going to run the trip at all at a, at a sort of a decent price. I don't, you know, $29, I think is pretty good for him. So, but I just not, I just can't go past sharp and smart based on what he did. The horse just seems to take everything in his stride. So I'm just going to have my $100 to win 
at 3.40 on Shelton Spark. I, I love Jackano and the Coolmore. Uh, Brad, what do you think, Race 6, the Coolmore stud stakes? Jackano, ripping finish in the Everest. Uh, I tell you what, if he, he had another run, he could have well won that race, sold for $15 million, the reported figure is, to Widden Stud, but uh, he's a classy colt. So I'm going to have $100 on Jackano and the Coolmore Race 6 tomorrow at Flemington. Yeah, another terrific race. Um, we've got Jackano and an In Secret bringing the, the A-grade form through the Golden Rose. In Secret's just a star filly. You know, she wouldn't even know that Jackano uh, ran her down in that um, in that Golden Rose. He was out wider on the track in the better ground, and she sort of got up on the inside and, and dashed and hit the front. She's got the fresh legs, and she's the one best suited going back in trip to the 1,200. Um I love the middle gate for her. J-Mac rides the straight well, and she's had a couple of looks up the straight uh, since she's been down here, not asked to do a lot. Um, Jack and I was outstanding winning that Golden Rose. I think he would have won the Golden Eagle with a leg in the air, but they went to the Everest and he ran super there. Um, that's two grand finals and now back in trip. Uh, oh, sorry, he's not back in trip, but two grand finals and he's, and he's um, got a peak again for a third one. Um, but he has the exceptional straight line speed. Um, so once he balances up, he, he can really savage the line. So if he's on his game, uh, first time up the straight, he could sail down the outside and, and really wallop them. So I think they're the two. The eight economics, um, the Sydney visitor for Annabelle Nation is one I'm wary of. Might just have his work cut out having missed the run. He was scratched behind the gates in the blue sapphire. Um, looked good up the straight in some jump outs. I think he would have won that blue sapphire, which was won by uh, Grand Impact, and he ran a good number that day. So I think it all ties in. Um, the sixth one is Notches. was a good second to Giga Kick. Obviously, we saw that horse come out and, and win the Everest, but I think Giga Kick improved about four lengths to win that race. So it's not really a direct and obvious form reference for me. And Colin Gatter, I'm just not sure, 1,200 for her, and probably wants it a bit firmer. There is a big roughie in the race, about 100 to 1, I think's going well, is the 13 views. Uh, lightly raced, and his stuff away from heavy tracks and jump outs and in races is actually really good. So I think he can run a cheeky race at 100 to 1. But I'm going to have $65 a win on the 15 in secret, and I'm going to have $35 a win on the one Jack and I ran that 550 mark. What about you, Matty? I'm still waking up in the middle of the night, killing myself for not hitting click on the $50 I was going to have on Merchant Navy to win this at huge odds a few years ago. I still can't get over it. So hopefully we can make some money back on Saturday. Jack and I, uh, the form says it all, you know. Golden Rose was sensational. Everest run was very, very good. Um, entitled to run on, though, after what happened in that race, but it's still the best sprint race in the world, and um, you've got to respect the form. In secret, like Brad said, probably thought she won the race in the Golden Rose, but Jack and I just produced an out-of-the-box performance. Will run well, no doubt about it. Venus Notches, proven up the straight. Um, that's something that you know, some of these aren't. And he obviously has that um, form behind Giga Kick. Um, they went over the line together in the Daniel, and it's come out and won the Everest. So, uh, And the horse hasn't been knocked around too much. Matthew Smith has been really sort of patient, just freshening him up, placing him. Um, you'd think fifth run of his first prep it might be becoming a bit too much but I don't think that will be the case and Sajardin I almost gave up on Sajardin but he sucked me back in with what he did last start I just think he'll be strong weight 
well some of the others won't be. So I'll have him in my top four, but I can't go past Jackano. Hundred dollars to win on Jackano. All right, Jackano, of course, with uh, Mick Price and Michael Kent Jr. Um, race eight at Flemington's The Empire Rose. Brad, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I can't get away from this uh, this star New Zealand mare, uh, Bar Creek, number fourteen. She's six wins from ten starts. Her only defeats have been first up and or on good three tracks, neither of which applies here. In my opinion, only the best of our three-year-old fillies with the weight advantage they get um, could have competed with her. You know, Ice Bar's good runs aside, our mares just aren't good enough. And La Creek's New Zealand ratings in the form around her is much better than these. She can put herself right in the race and she loves soft ground. Um, she lost some weight on the trip over is the only tiny knock I can find on her, but she's put that back on and she settled in really well. And that's the race for me. J Mac on for, for New Zealand. If anything else wins, I lose. So 100 a win on number 14, La Creek. What about you, Matty? Um, huge wraps rap, huge on this horse, isn't there? La Creek, geez. James wouldn't be getting on either. Um, I know he's a Kiwi, but he wouldn't be getting on if he didn't think it was the winner. It's a group one. I just think a horse that was presenting at good price around ten dollars. Do we want to take the two thirty five about it? I don't know. The favourite um, after you know it's not it's not walking across the road the race here. So difficult at the two thirty five. I'll just stay around it. But I've got it in my top three. La Creek, no doubt. Nimalee finally gets a gate. I think Nimalee's the toughest horse in the race. Oliver back on perfect mile horse. We'll get the suck run in transit and might just out tough them here at ten dollars on Bluebet. She's literally split, dropped seven kilos. And I just think the horse will love Flemington too. And Yearning will be chasing him late. I'd love it if Ice Bath won, just to get that group one. You look at Ice Bath's form of late, and you're not really going to get overly excited. But um, they were in an Epsom, and, and in the invitation, she just didn't want to compete early, and then she ran on as she should have. But three back in the George Main, she's ran half length behind Animo. She repeats that over a mile, she'll win this. But she just she's that type of horse. When everything goes right, she runs into an Animo. And she just needs everything to go right. But it wouldn't surprise me if she ran well on the soft track. I just think a ten dollars Nimoli is a great value bet. Um with Oliver back on from a cushy gate. The, the man just can't draw a gate and she's still run well without um without she won the golden pennant a couple of starts back when she wasn't fully fit. She's fully fit now. She takes a lot of runs to get fit. Um, and I think she's ready to peak. So I have my $100 to win at $10 on Nimoli. I like the, the weight drop for she's lickety split, number 16, $7 on blue bet. And, and great form, this prep. Uh, placed on a heavy track at Caulfield. It's it's going to be, well, it'll be soft, if not even into the heavy range at Flemington. A lot of rain about. So she's lickety split. I'll have $50 each way on number 16, race eight at Flemington. Just by the way, what about the Carbine? I like Tijuana and the Carbine tomorrow. Brad, what about you early on in the day? Yeah, the Carbine Club, first race on the card. I'm pretty keen on one at sort of an each-way price here, sort of around the seven fifty. You probably get a little bit better than that. $9 sort of being shopped. The six Elkington Road. Um, comes through the best form, reference for me being the Caulfield Guineas. Three of the previous five winners of the Carbine were beaten a couple of lengths in the Guineas the start prior. Fangirl brought good Sydney form to win this race last year. 
But the price is on offer. I'm opting for this Guineas profile over the Waller profile in the race. In the Guineas, Delkington Road settled on speed inside the um, Tijuana, who's the second favourite. As they cornered, he was actually getting away from that horse going better, but hit a traffic jam behind the leaders. So instead of being you know one and a half lengths in front of Tijuana as they balanced up, he started a length and a half behind him and is strong again once finally clear, only beaten sort of less than a length by that horse. He's a momentum type. He's not a six-sprint horse, so you can't judge him on his last 150 metres, um, you know, like some people did with Smoke and Romans in the, in the Caulfield Cup. I can argue Elkerton Road was right in the finish if he was allowed to build sooner, and he now makes Tijuana one and a half better at the weights. Um, and he was a good, tough win at this track, went three wide on speed at the start prior. Um, he made it, you know, two wins from two starts, and he's a line chaser and a winner, which I like. So um, his ratings are improving each time he stepped out, and we don't know what his ceiling might be stepping out at just start number four. Soft track is ideal for him, just needs a good ride from the tricky gate, and he can go to a new peak again. Uh, the two sandpaper for Godolphin, second best last 200 from on speed at a genuine tempo. That's a great sign going up in trip to 1600. Profiles to improve again third up. He's improved at each of his last four runs. Gets the weight penalty for winning. I do think he needs to improve a couple of lengths to be competitive with Elkerton Road on what he did. Um, and that Colt, I think, has another one or two lengths up his sleeve. So William Buick for Godolphin is a good booking. Read last night that he's going at 27% for the whole year over in the UK. So he's a he's an absolute weapon. Um, and the other one we need to talk about, I guess, is the 12 Pongo for, for Chris Waller. He's a lightly raced horse. Um, only had a couple of starts. Came through a maiden win, so he's sure to be popular uh, as a profile horse for the race. But I think he's priced on that. Uh, he was just okay in a fair race on de- debut and then on speed in a, in a rubbish sort of made and ran a big last 200 meeting best. He was awkwardly away from gate one at both starts. And the other worry I have for him is if he does that again here, he's, he's against horses that have better earlier tactical speed and he could actually get buried um, back on the fence. So I think if he was trained by anyone else and ridden by anyone else other than Waller and J-Mac, he'd probably be double figures and he's, you know, 3.30. So I'm, I'm pretty keen to take him on. So I'm going to have 50 each way on number six, Elkerton Road at a good price. All righty. Okay, it's great racing. Fantastic time of year. Up next, we're going to have our quaddies in Sydney and Melbourne. Ah. What a beautiful day to celebrate those who embrace all walks of life. The bluebed kind of guy. From the tradies and crypto traders to the manscapers, landscapers and park footy fourth raiders. We get around them all. We've been to Paris, Dubai and Rome, but prefer Pakenham, Doombin and Randwick. And from the land down under, we love an underdog. Like the little Aussie battlers batting above. That's why you bet with bluebed, the true blue Aussie bookie. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. In life, the most important thing is trust. Without it, everything is a lot harder in a quickly changing and turbulent time. Barclay Pierce Capital is a safe pair of hands, an organisation built on people. They understand you've worked hard to build your nest egg and their asset management business is tailored to suit your needs. Their services help grow your wealth in order to provide long-term safety and security for you and your family. BPC, just a phone call away. 
All right, Matty, what do you think? First leg of the Quaddy Race 7 at Rose Hill Gardens. Yeah, we got a lot of Everest horses here in the mainstream stakes. I'm um, going to include a lot of them. Um, I actually think Lost and Running would have won the Everest if he didn't get scratched, um, just the way the Everest panned out. Um, and I think he can win this race, so I hype him in. From Marzu, he gets the dream run. Private Eyes flying, and Mask Crusader just needs to start better. So we'll just put in numbers two, three, four, seven for the first leg in Sydney. Yeah, we've had a good look at the Coolmore first leg in uh, Melbourne, race six. Brad? Yes, yeah, so I've got the 15 in secret, the one Jack and O. Um, I'm going to put in the eight economics around that $13 mark. If you, if you want a roughy, the 13 views, the one we discussed at 100 to 1. But um, I'll go with those three, 15, 1 and 8. Golden Eagle, race eight, second leg of the quaddy in Sydney. You've uh, told us your thoughts, Matt. Yeah, I'll put um, number four, Villana in. Five, I wish I win. Um, have to put the favourite, number 12, Light Infantry in. I'll put Well Wall, um, Frankie Dottori's right in. Um, he looked to be trucking in behind Boston running in barrier trial recently. Um, and I'll put number 17 in Gypsy Goddess. So four, five, 12, 13, 17. The Vic. Victoria Derby is second leg of the quaddy in Melbourne, Brad, race seven. Yeah, just go with the three main ones we discussed. Uh, the two, Barclay Square, one, Sharp and Smart, and four, Mr. Maestro. Race nine in Sydney, third leg of the quaddy is um, the four pillars midway. Tough race. Um, I put in the one mahogany to carry the weight at 64 kilos, but it is pretty condensed at the weights. Uh, number three, Adios Steve. Number 10, Kyobi, who's um, just winning, um, going for four straight. And number 13, Booba, um, wide gate, but on its day can do very well. So we'll go 1, 3, 10, 13. Yeah, third leg of the quaddy in Melbourne, and uh, we discussed it, this good race, Empire Rose Stakes, Brad. Yeah, just uh, the 14, La Creek Blanc for me, so one out. Uh, she, she loses, I lose. Okay, well, that's a that's almost an anecdote of the game we're in. Now, race 10, um, what do you think? Final leg of the quaddy, the get-out stakes, Batty, in Sydney, Rose Hill, my home turf, the western part of Sydney. Yeah, me too. Um, I like two sporanic. I thought it was great in the Kosciuszko, and I just think third up, 1,300 metres, is going to suit at decent odds. Um, I think about $16 on blue, but um, from... The five, Democracy Manifest. I don't know if he's a midweek bully or not. Um, four, I Am Lethal had a great uh, – number six, sorry, I Am Lethal had a great tune-up run up in Brisbane where it got way out of its ground. That one happened this time from Barrier 2. And the eight, Arbitration, uh, last start winner, going very, very well. So I'll go two, five, six, eight for the last league in Sydney. What about the get-out stakes in Melbourne? It is race nine. It's going to be an 1,100-metre furphy sprint. Brad? Yeah, the two is for uh, – I had her earmark for this race about six weeks ago, and she's gone and bolted in at group two level. So, yeah, she goes right up in the weights from 53 to 58. Um, so she's got that to overcome, but I think she's a, a, a potential star, and I think she's good enough to do it. So I'm pretty keen she runs well. The 10 isotope has a win over Bella Nipotina. Uh, on a soft seven track in Sydney last prep. Her best is definitely good enough and had a good jump out up the straight during the week. So she has to go in, just needs to find it. The three Zapateo was there to win at Caulfield, just didn't let go as well, I thought, on the firmer sort of four or five ground. 
back on a potential genuine soft ball to her liking here, I suspect. And the seven written beauty um, put in the 12 month best second up. Um, she might be back now, needs to raise the bar again here to be winning. But I think, uh, think she has to go in. And there's one right down the page, number 20, Libiamo. Um, if it gets a run, I'd be throwing it in. It ran really good late splits, got well back, and uh, I think it's going to be well suited. I think it was the fifth best last 200 of the meeting there. Um, and on relative weights, it drops a kilo, and as far as it goes up, five kilos. And as far as ran the third best last 200, and she ran the fifth best last 200 of the meeting. So... Um, sort of clutching at straws there, but I think she can run well at a big price. All right, sounds good. Coming up next, we're going to have our best bet of the day. If you're ready for your next thoroughbred racing adventure, then join the Osher Group. They exceed expectations on what racehorse ownership should look like. Australia's racing industry is enjoying unprecedented growth. Through a strategic, well-managed and data-driven approach, there is now a very real opportunity to build a profitable and sustainable thoroughbred portfolio. Find the Osher Group online at theoshergroup.com. Right, best bet of the day. Which way are you going, Matty? Yeah, I'm sticking to Rose Hill. Race three, number four, Waterford. Was pretty unlucky in the Silver Eagle. Dropped back in grade, back to the track and distance. It's one out previous two. Tommy Berry's back on, gets all the favours. I think Waterford is the bet of the day. Race three, number four. Watching the rain and being in Melbourne, uh, it really has got me liking Shorefire. Uh, race two at Flemington, number eight, Walla McDonald, narrowly beaten as a favourite at Geelong, of course, as we remember, won a couple of times at Rose Hill, likes the cut out of the ground. It's around $3.80, so Shorefire is my best bet of the day. Race two at Flemington, Brad? Yeah, I'm pretty keen to try and hit a winner as my best bet on Derby Day. Um, so I'm going to give my best as race eight, number 14, Lark Creek. Um, she is a bit short, so I've got some value runners as well, um, but I'm going to make her my best for reasons outline. Race 8, number 14, Lark Creek. Race 8, number 14. What, what are they quickly, those uh, those roughies? Yeah, so the one we discussed in the first, Elkerton Road, I'm pretty keen on it each way. And there's another couple here, um, Race 3, number 6, Gravina in the Rising Fast. He's improved his rating every start this prep and brings the best last start rating to the race. He settled behind the speed at Caulfield, got clear, um, and once he balanced up, really surged through the line. And so I think the straight's going to suit him. Look good under double wraps, working within secret up the straight during the week. Um, drops a little bit in weight, loves soft tracks, and the middle draw for him is perfect. Also has William Buick in the saddle, so he, he can run well uh, around that $9 mark. And the wakeful, just to touch on this race quickly, Willowy came by a 1,600-metre weight into maiden to win this last year, but the three previous winners had all had a run over 1,800 or 2,000 to start prior. Aristia, Ambience, Tiamo, Grace, all recent wakeful winners that are placed in the ethereal over 2,000 metres to start prior. So I think number two, Pavitra, um, at a decent price, can run really well. She went out at a good tempo, got a little bit keen early and just stopped up late. Uh, first go at 2,000. She was run by, um, passed by two handy fillies. They were out wider on the track and there was a gap to fourth. Now the blinkers come off. I expect she settles mm. better 
And the key for me is the second go at 2000. I think she should be close to favourite. So I think she's a good price. Um, race four, number two for the e-truck as well. That's it for what I'm backing and why. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. Big thank you to our sponsors, Matty. Bluebet, the holy owned Aussie bookie. And thanks to you. Thanks to Brad, of course. A fantastic day's racing. We'll see you next week. See you guys. Building. Resilience Podcast. They play in different arenas, but sports and business have massive similarities. Elite athletes and top business leaders flourish through the physical and psychological demands their high-stress careers place on them. The Building Resilience Podcast explores the world of sport and deconstructs the tools and ethos of world-class athletes that can help us create growth and optimize business and life. Come find the Building Resilience Podcast on your favorite podcast app.